let's uh, move on to uh, our next honored speaker, our guest of honor. And uh, gives me again great pleasure in inviting Srimati Chitra Madhunji. But before that, I will say a few words about her. So she has a doctorate in ancient history and archaeology. She is the recipient of two postdoctoral fellowships, and she has published nine books, uh, History and Culture of Tamil Nadu in two volumes, Vishnu Temples of South India in five volumes, Sanskrit Education and Literature in Ancient and Medieval Tamil Nadu, uh, and uh, an Epigraphical Study, and Temples of Kanchipuram. She has also co-edited a book, South India Heritage, which contains 500 articles in various aspects of South India's heritage and culture. Uh, and she has edited a book on Kalakshetra sculpture, which contains 20 articles on iconography by well-known authors on the subject. And she conducts regularly conducts heritage tours to places of historical and archaeological significance in India and abroad. So, uh, Chitraji, it gives me great pleasure to invite you uh, to share a few words with uh, all of us. It's a great pleasure being with all of you here this evening. Uh, what a wonderful book it is uh, that is in front of me right here now. And many, many congratulations to the two authors. They have worked very hard and produced an excellent book, lovely text, great photographs. And I'm sure many people are going to benefit uh, reading this book and uh, hopefully be inspired to go to these heritage sites. So if they have already been to the heritage sites and, and have not understood them properly, this book will do them a lot of uh, help. Um, so, you know, I've been asked to talk about the evolution of uh, temple architecture uh, among the Pallavas and the Chalukyas. I can only give it in uh, a spoonful. It's, it's too vast a subject, it's too precious a subject to be shared in a couple of minutes. But, but we all know that the Pallavas and the Chalukyas really, really hated each other. There were so many wars well documented in the inscriptions and sometimes in literature also. So Pulikeshin attacked the capital city, Kanchipuram of Mahendra Varman Pallava. His son, Narsuma Varman Pallava, retaliated and um, raised Badami and he took on the title Vatapi Kundan, Victor Vatapi. Which which uh, Biruda, which title is not engraved in uh, Batami, ancient Batapi, as most people erroneously think, it is there in Tamil Nadu uh, in a um, hill shrine. It's a cave temple of his time, Nasuma Bhagman's time. It's there in Tamil Nadu, this title Vatapi Kunda. And then it went back and forth and back and forth the walls with each side winning sometimes. Uh, and it went on. But look at the influence each culture had on the other. I mean, copying imitation is the best form of flattery. So the cave temples of the Chalukyas, as we know in Badami and in Aigole, are amazing, really amazing. Yeah, we, we don't have enough adjectives to actually describe those cave temples, which are of sandstone. Especially the ones in Badami are stupendous. The Pallava cave temples happened a little later, um, but then we have to remember they are smaller in size. They are perhaps not as intricate in design as the ones in the Chalukyan country, but these are of granite, the ones in the Pallava country. And after the Mauryan uh, caves, 
it was the Pallavas that did it in granite. In between, there were no granite cave temples in India, not in Ashanka, not in Elora, not in the Chalukyan country. It was left to the Pallava in North Tamil Nadu to design cave temples out of uh, granite. And we know that this uh, King Mahendra Varman of the 7th century was completely versatile. He was a Sanskritam scholar, he was a poet, he was a, a, he was a painter, he had the title Chitrakara Puli as well. And um, he had another title, another Biruda, Vichitra Chitta, which means unique minded. And in this cave temple of his, probably his first in a village, now a village called Mandakapattu, um, about maybe three hours from Chennai, he has this had engraved this verse in Sanskritam in the Grantha script, Etad Anishtikam Adhrumam Alokam Ashudam Vichitra Chittena Nirmapitam Nirpena Brahmeshwara Vishnu Lakshita Yatanam. It was for Brahma, Ishwara, and Shiva. But look at that beauty of it, Etad, this Anishtikam, Ishta is without Brik, Adhruma without Mood, Aloha without Metal Ashuda without Mortar. I've done this without, 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 meaning it's of stone. And that was the poet uh, that he was. So while the cave temples of the Pallavas came after the cave temples of the Chalukyas, in, in one of the many, many wars that were fought between the Pallavas and the Chalukyas, Chalukya Vikramaditya visits Kanchipuram in the 8th century. And um, he chases this king Nandivarman II Pallava Malla out of Kanchipuram. And as he's going through the city, he sees this wonderful, wonderful temple called the Kailasanatha Temple, which at that point of time was called Rajasimheshwara, since it was constructed in the time of Rajasimha Pallava. And a little before Vikramaditya invaded Kanchipuram, he didn't touch anything in Kanchipuram. He fell in love with this uh, temple and he wanted something exactly like it to be constructed in Patadakka, his famous city in the Chandukyan country. And there is now the Virupaksha temple, originally the Lokeshwara temple, as his wife Lokama Devi had sponsored the building of that shrine. And there are so many common features between the Kailasanatha and the uh, Virupaksha temple in uh, Patadakka. Incidentally, there was this institution, this education institution called the Ghatika in Kanchipuram. And according to this very great scholar of Pallava history, Dr. C. Meenakshi, the very first lady to get her doctorate uh, from the Madras University, she mentions that after the Kailasanatha temple was built, in all likelihood, this uh, Ghatika, this great educational Vedic center of learning, functioned in the premises of the Kailasanatha temple. And when Vikramaditya Chalukya came to Kanchipuram and having fallen in love with the Kailasanatha temple, made a donation to this ancient uh, shrine, he mentions in an inscription that is, that is still there in the temple, he says, as an imprecatory verse, right at the end, he says, those who dare to destroy the charity that I have thus given will go to a certain hell which people who have killed men of this Gatika would go to, meaning the people of the scholars of the Gatika were held in such great esteem, esteem that if anybody thought of you know, harming them, the hell that they would go to would be a supreme hell. 
and that is the hell that people who touched his charity would go to. So we have that uh, Kannada inscription still visible very much there, in fact, on a pillar in a mantapa in the Kailasanatha temple. And it is in that mantapa that Dr. Sri Meenakshi states the, the Ghatika actually uh, function. And then we have in the Pallava country, Sri um, Mahendra uh, Varman, probably in the court of his father or grandfather, Vishnu Asimha Varman, a very great poet called Bharavi, who was there, the author of the Kirat Arjuniyam. And uh, subsequently, the Kirat Arjuniyam became so famous in the Pallava country that there is a sculpture in the Kailasanatha temple of Arjuna and Shiva fighting just before Arjuna receives the Pashupatastra from God Shiva. Now, Bharavi's name had spread through the length and breadth of South India, it seems, because a Chalukyan poet of the time of Pulakeshin II, Ravi Kirti, mentions it in his inscription in Aikole, right on top of that Hilak and Aikole. He compares himself with the greatness of Kalidasa and of Bharavi. So this is the kind of intermingling of culture that was there between the Pallavas and the Chalukyas. Fight they may. Oh, yes, they fought long and hard. But the mixing of these cultural elements, be it literature, be it language, be it architecture, be it sculptures, and these, these temples are repositories of what have you, as Dr. Sashikala Anthan has just mentioned, you know, the technology used in the building of these temples is, is awesome. Yes, the Pallavas in Tamil Nadu started with stone, the Chalukyas did start with stone. Their temples are very much smaller than the later temples, which became grander and grander. Yes, but the blueprint was laid by the Pallavas and their contemporaries, the Pandyas in the Tamil country and by the Chalukyas in, in their uh, region. So the legacy that they have left behind is immense. And I'm afraid um, you know, the lay person hasn't yet imbibed that, that spirit that is there by way of architecture and sculpture and literature in India. We have a long, long way to go by way of instilling this kind of heritage consciousness in our school children so that they will grow up to be admirers of all the heritage, rich, very glorious heritage that we have. And I feel that this book written by these two authors is going to go a very, very long way in filling that gap to a great extent and hoping to see many, hoping to read many, many books from you both. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Chitraji, for your uh, comments and your, and your words of encouragement for the authors. I think... Uh, getting a uh, validation endorsement and encouragement uh, from uh, authorities in their respective fields i think is the best uh, uh, you know it is one of the best feelings for uh, authors and i'm sure gurpreet and uh, bharat will take away a lot of uh, encouragement from your or your and everyone else's kind words